everyone, it's Gloria, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of Miss Independent. Steph and Alex are back again this week as we dive right back into our conversation about our one true love, food. According to a new survey done by Dalhousie University, about 30% of Canadians have bought groceries online in the past six months, and about 13% of Canadians have purchased a meal prep kit. In Canada alone, the survey estimated that $12 billion have been committed to online interface services in the food industry for the next five years. It's pretty interesting to see how the online marketplace is evolving, especially for food. Today, we get into how to save money through cooking and meal prep, and we discuss meal prep kits and find out if they're worth it, and we also calculate Steph's cost per meal. Hope you enjoy. Alrighty, let's switch gears from talking about how to save money at the grocery store to how to save money while meal prepping or cooking for yourself. In terms of meal prep kits, have either of you tried any of those meal prep kits like HelloFresh or Good Food or Chef's Plate or anything like that? I have tried HelloFresh. I I would recommend getting a 50% off coupon for HelloFresh because they're really easy to find online. But when you calculate it out, it's like $9 or like $8.99 per meal. And they do everything for you, which is amazing if you're feeling lazy. But if I'm really feeling lazy, I'll just order takeout. But I I would say that like it's nice to learn new recipes. The only caveat is that like the recipes are catered for everyone and not necessarily you. So for example, like I like a lot of garlic in my food. So if the recipe calls for like two cloves of garlic, I'll probably like it more if I add five cloves of garlic. (laughs) So it's like nice to try a new recipe and then you can figure out what you want to add to it. But I, I wouldn't spend what it costs normally to get a meal prep box. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, I think it's only worth it if you have a discount code. I've tried HelloFresh when they were giving away free boxes and I thought it was like the most fun ever because (laughs) I realized that I really don't like the prep part. The cooking part is fun, but then like peeling onions is not fun. So I like that aspect, but at the same time, like it is really expensive, but trying new recipes is fun. A lot of their recipes are available on their website though. So if you just go to one of those meal prep websites, you can literally see all of the recipes that they have. So you can download a recipe card and try it and buy the ingredients yourself. Damn. So basically they're saying don't buy a rocks, just buy all the ingredients yourself and prep it yourself and you can save yourself some money. Exactly. Their market is probably people who just don't want to buy groceries themselves. I think that is maybe the sticking point is planning the grocery shopping is is that part of it that's taken out. And so even if they put the recipes online, people are still buying this because they're still not going to go to the grocery store and buy all those groceries or have them ready to go at the same time or have the right proportions of it. So they're not throwing out half of the things that they're buying. But I could see that being a draw. Also, those companies have become super smart. And in addition to having the meal prep boxes, they'll also have, oh, you can buy a little bit extra of shrimp or whatever, and it'll be like already peeled for you and it's sustainable and it'll be delivered to your door just with all your other groceries. So it's like you're doing the grocery shopping yourself as well, but all of the work is cut out for you. 
I think it's, yeah, it's good if you're in lockdown, if you're quarantined, can't go anywhere, then you can do that if you still want to cook something. (laughs) Here's an illustrative example comparing the cost of comparable meals in each scenario. Buying through HelloFresh or meal prep kit, takeout, or cooking it yourself. I chose a recipe that you're able to prepare in 30 minutes which is the soy maple glazed salmon with sugar snap peas and a sweet potato mash. When cooking this yourself, it would probably take around 45 minutes, including prep time, because with HelloFresh, they prep everything for you. So it would probably be around an additional 15 minutes. So I used HelloFresh as an example in Canada It's about $13.15 per serving if you use the Pronto plan. So that's $13.15 for one serving. Okay, takeout. The closest thing I was able to find was a teriyaki salmon from Edo, Japan. So this is teriyaki salmon on a bed of rice with some vegetables. And it's probably not as nice as the maple glazed salmon, but close enough. That costs $13.30. So very close but it's all prepared for you. And then cooking it yourself costs about $3.50, I would estimate. So your biggest cost would be the salmon, which is around $8.99 per pound, and you would need around a quarter pound for one serving, so that's $2. Sweet potato, $1 per pound usually, and I would say half a pound is a generous serving of sweet potato mash, so that's about 50 cents. Green beans or snow peas, around $2 per pound. Again, quarter pound, probably around 50 cents. And then the various spices and seasoning, I would say this is probably about 50 cents in total. And this is assuming that you have these things lying around the house. But if you don't, then I guess it could be a little bit expensive to buy all these things. Um, But they are probably things that you would use over and over again, like soy sauce and maple syrup, salt, pepper, things like that. So obviously here, cooking it yourself is definitely a winner. Do they have grocery, they must have grocery delivery services in Toronto or Ontario? I haven't personally used a grocery delivery service because I live super close to grocery stores, but I will link a Toronto Life article that I found really interesting. There were some services I didn't even know existed, like Fresh City Farms, which basically is a catalog of organic, small batch, artisanal or local suppliers, and they do a delivery service. I've tried a lot, actually. Shipped, Instacart. There's one in California called Good Food. I don't know if they have it in San Diego, but they partner with a lot of local farms. Or not, is it Good Food? No, Good Eggs. Good Eggs, that's what it's called. So they partner with a lot of local farms and they, yeah, they basically just source all of their ingredients from these farms um, and they make sure that they pay all their workers an appropriate wage and things like that. So I really like that one. There's just like a ton of grocery delivery services. There's also like a Chinese one called Yammy Buy. Yeah, I feel I feel like here there is more variety than in Toronto. Yeah, more of a market for it. Yeah, I haven't used them personally, but I have friends who use them and they're not too expensive. And especially if the going to the grocery store is the difficult part, maybe if you don't have a car or it's more difficult to get there, mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a it's a good option. So, let's talk more about tracking your food expenses. Steph, I know you've been cooking a lot. 
I actually calculated how much I spend per meal because <laughs> I was bored. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> per meal. Do you want me to break it down for you? Yes, yes. I think I mentioned before I do one or two big shops per month. So that's 80 to $100, probably closer to 80. I, I don't think I ever spend $100 at a time. And then one to two like smaller grocery shopping trips. So that's like 20 to $25. And it's pretty consistent. I don't think I ever really stray away from that. And that's like breakfast, lunch, dinner, oftentimes dessert and fruit snacks and things like that. So that's $360 per month at a maximum. And if I have three meals a day for seven days, but then one day, or I eat three meals out per week, six days a week, I'm cooking. And then if you divide it by two, because I'm cooking for two people, it's only like $2.50. That's insane. Per meal, which is crazy to me. I think when I calculated it, it was wild. You were like mind blown. Yeah, because when you eat out, it's like $50 for two people. Especially in San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, $50 is just like a regular meal. It's not some bougie meal. Wow. Yeah, and even takeout too. I think that's such a good point again why budgeting is so helpful. Not even having anything to do with restricting yourself or limiting how much you're spending or doing going out. It is such a realization and it gives you so much information about what you're eating and how much you're spending and just having that information can be so liberating and make you make different choices. Like once you realize how different it is when you cook at home versus spend money out, it's motivating to want to cook more because you're like, I could spend this money on different things that I'm going to enjoy even more than, you know, that burrito for $12 at the food truck I walked past. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely true. And I think even for me, I always thought that if I was spending like a dollar per meal, I would literally be eating beans and rice, but that's actually not true. So that brings us to our next topic, meal prep. Steph, do you want to talk about some of your go-to meals that you've been cooking lately? Some of my favorite meal prep meals. So I don't really meal prep. It's more like I'll cook a big batch and it will last for dinner and then for lunch the next day because I get really bored. So some of those things are like, I do a really good Thai curry salmon and I'll put like a ton of vegetables in. And that's just using like the Thai curry paste from the Asian grocery store. And then sometimes I'll switch that out with a Japanese curry paste instead for different flavors. Chili has been really easy. What else? I made mac and cheese recently. Fried rice. Fried rice is great the next day. Mm, Double fried rice. (laughs) I crack an egg on top, put a little oyster sauce. Yes. Mm. These are all just standard things I cook. It's not really just meal prep. It's more just like making a little bit extra and then eating it the next day. (laughs) Fair enough. I'm not a big meal prepper either, but I will do the thing where I'll buy like a pack of chicken from the store. And instead of cooking one and freezing the rest, I'll usually just cook the entire thing and then cut it up and make something like a chicken salad the next day or like chicken breast for dinner one night or put it like into a stew or something later on in the week. So I find it helpful. I don't think of it as meal prepping, but I'll sometimes cook the whole batch and then that'll influence the meals that I make over the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Speaking of chicken, I guess this is not really a recent realization, but like Costco rotisserie chicken or just like any rotisserie chicken from the grocery store is like the best deal ever. It's only like $8. It's already prepped for you. And it lasts like 
three meals. You can boil the bones and make soup stock out of it. And it lasts forever, which is crazy. What are some of the things that you make with the rotisserie chicken? Chicken salad, chicken burgers. Well, not really burgers. It's just like you mix it with barbecue sauce and you put it in a burger bun. I made some chicken stock recently. Nothing crazy, but it's just so easy when you're in in a pinch. Yeah. I've done that before too, or I've done that if I'm having a meal with friends and we don't want to go out to, well, especially now, if we're not going to a restaurant, but we're just eating together or something, we'll buy a rotisserie chicken and like divide it up among people and it becomes a much more inexpensive way and very, very low effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like DIY Swish LA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Swish LA. My meal prep strategy is I make one thing one day and then I eat it throughout the week. Don't you get bored? No, I'm that person. I will just <laughs> eat the same thing every day and it'll be fine. Yeah, I guess if that works for you. And every week I make something different. <laughs> That's good though. That mixes it up. I've taken that strategy to the extreme where I've made enough for maybe three or four meals and then I've eaten the next four meals is that thing. So like breakfast, lunch, dinner will just be that specific thing. Oh my gosh. I cannot do that at all. No. Yeah. Like I can't do that. I can do like one meal every day, the same thing, but then. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) I would only be able to do two days in a row. Max. No, it's terrible. It's you hate that. You never want to eat that thing. Again, after like four meals in a row, would not recommend (laughs) a tip to stay away from. Maybe a warning, a warning story. Yeah. Well, do you have any tips to keep things interesting, but still be able to prep things in advance if you don't have that much time to cook? It's not meal prepping. But one thing that I've been cooking a lot more lately is trying to be creative with potatoes, which are really inexpensive, but also very versatile and usually pretty easy to cook. So some days I'll make like a baked potato, which is probably the easiest thing you can make because you just throw it in the oven for like an hour or however long. And then you can cook that or you can make scalloped potatoes. You can like slice them, you can fry them. And they're really, really cheap and actually kind of healthy depending on how much butter and cheese you put into a recipe. (laughs) But yeah, I've been really enjoying potatoes lately. I think they're underrated. I agree. Especially yellow potatoes. Yellow potatoes are honestly so great. Yeah. Well, and then you can get different color. You can get like purple potatoes and then it's like exciting and different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Potatoes are wonderful. When Steph and I were in Peru a couple years back, we found out that there's over 4,000 varieties of native potatoes. And a lot of them are found in the Andes, which is pretty awesome. But it's interesting how At the grocery store, we only really see white potatoes, yellow potatoes, sometimes purple potatoes. So before the potato segue, I was asking whether you had any tips for cooking when you're in a time crunch. I'm not an expert on this. I always have so much. I'll I'll always make time to cook. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think meal prepping is really the best strategy for me. Sometimes I'll make multiple things on one day. So I'll just dedicate a couple of hours to cooking and then just eat that throughout the week. Planning ahead is always makes things easier. Even if it's a slightly more involved recipe, 
if you know that you're going to be doing that, you can, you know, start prepping in between doing other things. Yeah. And even if it's just prepping the vegetables or meat or whatever, doing that, if you have a lot of time or like when you first get back from the grocery store, just cut everything up. That makes everything a lot easier too, if you're just going to cook every day. Mm -hmm. One thing that I find is tricky is if I have like a really busy work day or I'm in Zoom meetings all day or working all day, I tend to eat less during the day because it just kind of falls to the wayside. And then by the time it comes to the evening and I'm really hungry, I don't even have the energy anymore to feel like cooking. And that's usually when I default to ordering something in. Mm -hmm. So what I try and do, this is less, it's not really cooking, but I'll try and make sure I always have some kind of stockpile of snacks that I can either eat during the day or that I can just eat as I'm cooking. Mm -hmm. And so I'll always have dried almonds ready to go if I need a snack or I'll try and buy dips that I can dip crackers or like vegetables or something in, even like nachos, salsa or something that I can eat while I'm making the dinner later on in the day. So I don't just default. I'm out of energy. I don't want to cook anymore. I'm just going to order something that's easy. That's such a good idea. Honestly, snacks are so key. Sometimes I just will eat a snack for lunch. Like I'll have a bunch of carrot, celery, hummus. Hummus is so easy to make. Hummus with dried chickpeas. Ooh, yes. Go to. Oh my gosh, I feel so out of place. I don't snack at all. Really? Yeah, I'm not a snacker. I think I think it's changed a lot for me because, well, when we were going to work, at work, they'd have unlimited snacks and I just eat all the time. I just go to the kitchen and be like, oh, what do I feel like today? And then I realized I was gaining a lot of weight from snacking. And so I was just like, okay, I'm just going to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then I realized I don't really need the snacks. I love a snack, but I, I don't find myself snacking very often. Yeah. It's definitely, it's easy to slip into unhealthy snacks and slip into just eating whatever's available, especially if it's at work. So I think I try since I I love snacking all day long and I find it easier than like cooking or planning ahead to make lunch during the day. I try to like have some healthy snacks ready to go. I guess you could prep and plan those as well. Sometimes I'll, (laughs) I feel guilty, but I shouldn't feel guilty about it. But sometimes I'll go to like a Whole Foods or like a specialty grocery store. Like they have sprouts out here that's really similar to Whole Foods and I'll buy the kind of pricier, but more interesting snacks that I can have, like the like chia pouches and things that you can have, <laughs> or like specific dried fruits and stuff. Artisan peanut butter in a in a packet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lately, one of my favorite breakfast items is just cutting up an apple and putting peanut butter on it and just having that as part of my breakfast. And it's so easy because you are not actually cooking anything. I even sometimes don't use a plate. I'll just like scoop the peanut butter out of the jar, put it onto the <laughs> apple and I'm like, no cleanup, no cooking. There you go. <laughs> Makes life easier. Exactly. You got your protein, you got your exactly. fruit and veggie. Do you have any favorite recipe websites or cookbooks that you use a lot? I like Minimalist Baker a lot because typically a lot of the things are less than 10 ingredients. And they're generally really easy to cook. Similar to Cookie and Kate. And a lot of the recipes are like vegetarian or vegetable focused. And they're all relatively simple. Yeah, I love those two too. I do like Food 52, but I find that some of the ingredients and things that they call for are just like a little bit excessive. Or like, 
I don't have rose water or ground pistachios on a regular basis. So that's not going to happen for me. I think Bon Appetit has a basically website, which is separate from their regular recipes where it's very simple, standard recipes that are really easy to pick up and remember, like off the top of your head that you can make. I like that as well. Yeah. I also really like Budget Bites because she breaks down every single ingredient into how much it costs per serving. So then you can actually see around, like you'll be able to expect how much this meal is going to cost. So I think that's really good too. What do you think is the key takeaway for people listening? I think the biggest thing that I think about when I'm trying to save money on food, and we've talked about this a couple of times, but is just being aware of how much you're spending is so important if you want to start saving money, whether that's starting with restricting yourself to a certain amount or just tracking how much you're spending on food. I think if you're Like we said, we totally underestimated how much we might have been spending if we were eating out a lot. So I think a first step in saving money for anything, but especially with food, is just being honest and forcing yourself to write those things down in order to be able to start budgeting or start saving money. You have to know where you're starting from. And I think it's something that is underutilized or people don't do enough because you feel like you know how much you're spending. But definitely just tracking it in whatever way. Like there's so many apps that you can use that'll track it for you and make it easy. But I think that's definitely been helpful for me. My most recent discovery is Big Mac pizza. Wait, what is it? Big Mac pizza. Basically I make focaccia bread and then I just put cheese, fake meat, and then you like pop that in the oven for a little bit. You can use like any pizza dough and then slice up some lettuce and onions and pickles. And then there's like Big Mac sauce that you can just like make with ketchup and mayo and you pour it over top and it just tastes like a Big Mac, but it's a pizza. Oh my gosh, I'm going to make this. I do. I buy the pizza dough from Trader Joe's and you can get it at like any grocery store. They have pizza dough. I do that a lot. And then you can make garlic bread out of it. If you just put like cheese and garlic or you can make a veggie pizza. I'll send you the YouTube video because it is so good. I'll send you a picture if I make it. Everybody needs to try it. That sounds amazing. <laughs> this this is the plug at the end of your show, Gloria. Everybody must try Big Mac pizza. Mm. And if you meal prep it, you can eat it for a whole week. Who doesn't want Big Mac pizza every night? <laughs> By the end of the week, you may never want to eat it again, but... <laughs> it was worth it. It'll be worth it, I promise. Gosh, I want to eat that now. Well, Alex and Steph, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. This was fun. Thanks for having us. As the aspiring Independent, this is Gloria signing out. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. And if you're using Apple Pods, please toss me five stars. It would help me so, so much. So see you next time. Until then, stay healthy and grow wealthy.